1: and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Amosin.
2: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. This is my
2: guys of the desert with Stormy Bon Antonio on Vsin, the Sports Betting
0: Network.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into my guys in the desert. I'm Stormy Bon and Tony, live from downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. And sweet mama, we got a lot to get to over the next hour because March Madness is not exclusive to college basketball, although that has been crazy. But all of professional sports seem to be wild in in the NFL, the NHL. Since when? By the way, are the Arizona Coyotes like doing their best 80s Oilers impression? Back-to-back games now. They've scored nine eight goals apiece in the NBA favorite six and no straight up yesterday, five and one against the spread. It's just everywhere. We look, we're having a good time. We're having fun. Um, and especially in college hoops. So we're going to break it all down with some help from my awesome guest lineup today. Will Hill of the New York city cast will join us in just a few minutes. V Aaron Moore talking all things conference tournaments, taking a deep dive into some best betting opportunities. And Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver post helping us break down the situation with the Russell Wilson trade to Denver with, All of the sudden, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are old news um, in the quarterback carousel world as we jump into our top five stories, things you need to know that impact us as betters. Russell Wilson might have turned down the Washington Commanders, but they got their guy. Carson Wentz after just one year in Indianapolis is on his way to Washington. The Commanders will be taking on Wentz's full contract, by the way, and future potential bonuses, getting the quarterback as well as a second round draft pick. The Colts, in addition the unloading that contract receive a second round pick in two thirds but one could become a second if Wentz plays 70 percent of the plays the commanders um, the Colts excuse me in addition to open up all that cap space receive a second round pick like I said Washington's futures odds did shorten just slightly from plus 500 plus to plus 400 in the division 25 to 1 to 20 to 1 in conference and from a 50 to 1 to 40 to 1 Super Bowl shot Indy meanwhile as we wait and see where they look next under center had a little bit of negative movement in their odds but Uh, just a little bit there, as I said. Now, back to Seattle because the Seahawks were not done yet after trading away Russell Wilson. They also went on to release another stalwart of the franchise in Bobby Wagner. Now, Wilson and Wagner were the last two players left from Seattle's Super Bowl win, the 31-year-old linebacker, now a free agent, saving the team $16.6 million against the cap. But more questions than answers on this roster moving forward, the Seahawks can. Seem to be just entering full rebuild mode right now from plus 550 in the NFC West to 12 to 1 now. They also fell from 16 to 1 in the conference to 50 to 1, the second longest shot now on the board, and to win the Super Bowl all the way down to 100 to 1 odds. In the NBA tonight, we've got a battle of the best in the East and West. The Suns taking on the Miami Heat, headed down there to Miami. Suns plus 4 in this one, total to 20. Heat have been hot. By the way, 112 of their last four games. 44 wins now on the year. They haven't had this many games above 500 since the LeBron-Bosch D-Wade days. Suns have won 25 of 30 since the calendar flipped to the new year and have the league's best road record. All of this despite being without CP3 for long term, recently without Devin Booker as well, although he is anticipated to be back tonight. These teams only met once this season, two months ago, and it was a blowout win for Miami, 123-100. to Phoenix's worst home loss of the year. Tyler Hero off the bench for 30. 33 points. Now, on paper, this certainly looks like a potential finals preview, but futures odds don't tell you the same story. Suns the favorite to win the West. The Heat fourth on the odds board at plus 475 uh, to win the East behind the Nets, sister, Sixers, and Bucks. Now, quick recap of the tickets punched on Tuesdays. Gonzaga didn't have to worry about getting in, but did claim the WCC auto bid anyways for good measure. Bad beat, though, for St. Mary's, plus 12 and a half backers. Zags are plus 350 to win the NCAA title. South Dakota State beat North Dakota State 75-69 to win the Summit League. Delaware topped UNCW 59-55 to win the Colonial. Another tough loss, though, if you took the L, Wilmington, if you took the dog, Wilmington led or was in the window, all game ended up losing by four Wright State gets in with a one-point win over Northern Kentucky in the Horizon League. We also had some malice in the Chase Athletic Center Bryant claiming a dominant win in the Northeastern Conference over Wagner. But the auto bid outshadowed there by a, just a brawl in the stands and one more despite losing to Bellerman, The Jacksonville State Gamecocks are the team getting into the NCAA tournament because Bellerman's still ineligible only being Division One for two seasons. So Jacksonville State will represent the Atlantic Sun, a weird one. Got some score updates for you in college hoops today. Real quickly, Syracuse just crushed Florida State, 96-57. Their reward, I guess, is a meeting with Duke in the quarterfinals. Nevada wins and covers as a 6.5-point favorite over New Mexico. They'll get Boise State in the quarters. Stanford currently trailing Arizona State by 1 with 37 seconds to go. And ASU was a 4.5-point favorite in that game. I'm looking to see the final in Wake Forest Boston College. Wake upset as a nine and a half point favorite by the 13 seed B.C. in the A.C.C. So uh, a lot of great action going on. We'll try to keep you up to date as we go. But time now to bring in our guy Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. Great Vsin contributor, point spread weekly writer. Welcome in. Will, are you keeping track of all of just the hysterics that are going on with the NFL and college hoops? We are all over the place right now.
0: Is that today? Is there any Is there any basketball on today? I've missed it. I mean, it's just the best. I still prefer the NCAA tournament just because the stakes of the game are so much fun. But this week is as good as any. And uh, I feel like it's a little pushed back this year. I don't know if because of COVID they gave an extra week for these smaller schools. Usually a lot of these smaller schools play the first week of March instead of the second. Uh, we got them all. We're just getting started. I think a lot of these are going to start Wednesday, Thursday. Some of these are the lower seeds, So uh, by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday afternoon, our heads are going to be spinning. It's almost too too much to keep track of. But it's... uh. It's a good problem to have, especially you know this time two years ago. It was th- this Wednesday, uh, two years ago was the Gobert day where the NBA season got suspended. It's right around now, so it's kind of an eerie time of year and. Uh, After not having the tournament two years ago, you always appreciate a little more having it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, especially with the conference tournaments, we saw so many of them get started and not be able to get finished. So excited that we're able to have all of this back now. We'll talk plenty college hoops here in just a little bit, but I got to get your reaction first to the news of the day. Carson Wentz on his way to being a Washington commander. Uh, Were you surprised that the Colts were so quick to move on from Carson Wentz?
0: A little bit, a, a little bit. Uh, I just don't think he's good enough to win it for you. I think, you know, you look at his numbers are pretty good. I mean, the, the touchdown interceptions, you think of ter- Wentz, you think of a turnover machine, but he actually took care of the ball pretty well. He played well most of the year. Uh, it's just, again, those last two weeks against the Raiders, against the Jaguars, they completely fell apart. Is that what did it? You think with Reich there, Reich, uh and, and Wentz were obviously close, obviously from their Eagles days which gets talked about ad nauseum. So I'm adding to the problem. I apologize. But even in hard knocks, you could tell these guys were very close, you know, very religious. Both of them uh, seemed like they had a good relationship. So I am a little surprised. But again, I, I think you probably need to do better, especially in the AFC. When you look around the landscape of Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson, people forget about I mean, It's just so mm-hmm. loaded. that I don't think you can go to war here with Carson Wentz and, uh, and win it all. It's a winnable division. I'm interested to see where they pivot to. Could it be Jimmy G? It's kind of a win now roster with Taylor, uh, you know, They got some good players, the offensive line, Leonard. It's a good team. I'm curious who they go after.
1: Well, that's what I'm curious, too, because when you're unloading a contract like that, you've got to be willing to swing for the fences for whoever the best guy is available. We know the quarterback class this year isn't it. And now they've got all this cap space. All of a sudden, what do they do with it? So very curious to see how that works. And then moving forward, what do you think of, of Washington ultimately making that decision? They obviously are a very quarterback needy team. There are a few of them, but Washington specifically a team that needed a quarterback, do you think he's the right fit.
0: Not really. Like again, I just don't think he's quite good enough. He's better than what they had. So from that perspective, I see it. It's kind of a winnable division. Maybe Dallas, they've got some cap issues. Maybe they can come back to the pack. You can steal that division. I just don't know. You know, can you win it, get to an NFC title game? Can you win a a Super Bowl with them? I I doubt it. I don't think so. Uh, It's starting to look more and more like that player. We saw his second year in the league when he almost won the MVP. That was more his surroundings, the team, the coordinator, everything. I, I that's not the direction I would go. Probably, I probably, it's tough. You know, when you don't have a quarterback, that's mm-hmm. why the, uh, the Broncos overpaid for Wilson. It's like,
1: you know,
0: it's easy to say, oh, that's too much. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. When you don't have one, you're just kind of stuck and you, you got to take what you can get.
1: Well, because you are our go-to guy for all things New York, I got to ask you about the rumor mill quarterback uh, in with the New York Giants situation because Mitchell Trubisky's name's been thrown around a lot that potentially he might go that way and compete for the job with Daniel Jones. what do you think?
0: Makes sense. They got to upgrade the backup. You want to bring somebody in. Here's what they want to do. They want to give Daniel Jones an audition year with Dable with a more stable surrounding, uh, you know, a decent GM, a better line. Try to get Barkley, you know, back on track. Try to just be more of a stable franchise and see how Jones does in that environment and then make a decision. So they're going to give Jones a couple months. Jones is going to start opening day barring an injury, which he's had issues staying on the field as well as, you know, his play on the field has been suspect. Um, you know, Trubisky is, is an upgraded backup. I mean, nobody wants him as their starter, but, you know, he's at least a mid-tier, upper-tier backup. He's a guy who was, you know, high pick in the draft, um, you know, won a division, almost won a playoff game. If they don't miss that kick, they win a playoff game. So, you know, not terrible. It, it's He's miles ahead. Remember what we saw last year at the end of the year mm-hmm. with, uh, with Glennon and Fromm, and they basically couldn't get the ball past the the 40 yard line. He's an upgrade from that. So I can understand it.
1: Well, I guess I'm just a little bit confused because there was all this talk about, Hey, we want to see what Daniel Jones can do. We want to see what Saquon can do. Now we hear about Trubisky and they're fielding calls for Barkley.
0: Yeah. You know, I think Jones Jones will be the guy. You got to have somebody behind him because if if Jones misses games, who are you going to play? You can't just have nobody. You got to have somebody behind him. So uh, I can understand it. Jones will be the starter. Trubisky is a solid backup. So I get that. And Barkley, uh, you know, they'll take calls if they're blown away, they'll deal. them, I would think, I just don't think you want to give him away. You don't want to trade him to the chiefs for a fourth rounder and have him look like Barkley of his rookie year where he scores 20 touchdowns and you look really stupid for giving him away. So my guess is they're just going to hold firm and, and probably hang on to them.
1: Makes sense. We are here with Will Hill of the New York City Cast. And remember, if you are looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has got you covered. They've launched a series of these City Casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from that local perspective. In addition to New York, we've got them in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, now Washington, D.C. And you can, sub- can subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcasts. So, same thing. If you want to listen to Will Hill on the New York City Cast, you can check him out wherever you download, listen. on your own schedule. It's really great. All of our v shows are available that way as well. When we come back, we're going to talk more college hoops with Will. He's going to stick around for the next segment as well. And off the handle, I'm forcing him to play a game with me. Some games on the slate today where the money and ticket count don't seem to match up which side Will will be on. Stay with us. Plenty more my guys in the desert on the other side.
3: to my guys of the desert
0: with stormy bonantoni on v the sports
3: betting network
1: my guys in the desert. This segment brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine? Well, now there's a 10 day challenge to give you a fresh start, helping you walk away from the ashtrays, spit cups, and vapes. It's called the Zin 10 Challenge. Zin Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke free, spit free nicotine alternative. They're available in 10 varieties and two strengths. And the Zin 10 Challenge is a risk free way to try Zin Nicotine Pouches. If you don't enjoy your experience with Zen after 10 days, you get your money back. So head on over to Zen.comslash 10. T-E-N, to take the Zin10 challenge. Again, that's zy slash T-E-N. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Joined by Will Hill of the New York City cast with us right now. Real quickly, Stanford getting the upset over Arizona State. ASU a four-and-a-half point favorite in this game. But Stanford completes a 17-point comeback in the second half. I want to say they trailed by as many as 12, still with three minutes to go. Incredible. It is madness. And while that is out of control, we're moving our attention now, Will, to off the handle. You know, I, I force you to play games sometimes. It's what we do. But we're looking at some college hoops later today where the ticket count and money don't align. So I'm going to see which side you're on here. In the Big East today, we got a high total for DePaul versus St. John's in a 7-10 matchup. Over under 154.5. 96% of the handles on the over. 57% of bets, though, on the under. Where do you lean?
0: Uh, I like the over. I can understand it. I can understand this move here. 99-94, like 10 days ago. The other game was 89-84 these two teams played. St. John's loves a full court game. So does DePaul. Uh, maybe the stakes of the game slows it down a little bit, but to me, this is over or nothing. I could definitely see the over here. Do I have like right. to form my, my answer in the form of a question or anything? What are we doing? Anything? Uh, <laughs> am I good?
1: What is the over? Um, yes. <laughs> we've also got Georgia taking on Vandy. Bottom of the SEC um, as SEC play continues. 66% of the money's back in the dog with Georgia plus nine. 58% of tickets on the favorite, which is weird just saying Vandy's a nine point favorite in this one, but go on. Who you got?
0: Boy, uh, I got me not watching the game, but I would lean towards Georgia plus the nine. I just think dandy maybe can't be favored by nine and neutral court over anyone. You figure if they have a lead, they got a game tomorrow, so they'll call off the dog. So slight lean to Georgia here. Not one I'm dying to watch, though.
1: Glad that tournament is finally underway, though. Another tournament underway, as we just said, with the big upset, the Pac-12, and we got Cal taking on Washington State later. The total in that one, 125 and a half. Now, this is where the majority of the cash is on the under, 96%, but 64% of bets on the over.
0: Yeah, I like the under. The unders are, are generally pretty good bets uh, conference tournament week just because you're getting neutral venues, sometimes big gyms. The sight line can be thrown off. You get uh, higher stakes, so more intense defense. So I could certainly see the under here. I'm with it.
1: You know this is my guys in the desert not follow the money, right?
0: <laughs>
1: Had the check. Had to check with you. I but- didn't
0: know I was gonna be chastised. Nobody <laughs> told me I was gonna come on here and be chastised. Jeez.
1: No, you know we love you. Make sure you follow him by the way at not the Will Hill, still the best Twitter handle in all of Twitter handles. But let's keep talking some college hoops. Um I want to talk a little big east with you. Um understand. Can I jump in? How
0: did how did Stanford win that game? Did they get a touchdown, an onside kick, and Buzzers- another touchdown? What so happened?
1: It was a buzzer beater. It came down to the buzzer. That's what I saw. I just saw the the smash final game, final shot to win 7170. But I don't have it on the screen in here. I didn't see how.
0: Was it a 2 or a 3? Do you know? Because I literally, when I logged on to do my segment, it was like a 9, 10-point game.
1: Hold on. I'll pull up the play-by-play here. All right. will putting um, you on the spot. Yeah. No, how dare you? But no, I'm just pulling up the play-by-play here in the second half. So they were down. It was a just a jumper, just a two-point shot. James Keefe, okay. 71-70. Uh, but they made a 3 right before that. A layup before that. Mounted to come had back to be three some, missed, to go. some
0: either missed free throws or turnovers because that was uh that was a big lead boy that's good for yeah. Arizona i took arizona to win that tournament i think they'll win it pretty convincingly now that uh that gets ASU out of there. That's a break. I think Arizona is a good bet to win this tournament. Slightly mm-hmm. over even money, like minus 125, minus 130.
1: Yep. No, uh, we heard from our girl, Danielle Alvarez. She liked Arizona or UCLA yesterday when we talked to her. Um, but I did want to switch to the Big East for my guy here. Um, understandably, we know all the loves go into Villanova, Providence, UConn, the big dogs. But Seton Hall is in action tonight, and they've been kind of sneaky. One of the hotter teams lately closed the season on a five-game win streak. They've got Georgetown tonight, who is on a different kind of streak. A 20-game win list streak, including 0-19 in the Big East. But they've covered in four of their last six games. So do you give the dog a shot?
0: Boy, you're just the sunny optimist. You spun it so beautifully for Georgetown. They covered four out of the five. You got to look at the bright side of things. I'm with you. I like Georgetown here. Uh, I think this number's inflated. I think uh, that streak you mentioned of losing 20, whatever it is, People see that and say, all right, they stink. I'm going to bet against them. Yeah, they do stink, but it's built into the number. It's probably more than built into the number. Uh, and they actually played Seton Hall tough. Uh, you know, those are pretty much their best shots at winning Big East games in the regular season. They lost by seven, I think, in both games. Both of were kind of down to the wire uh, late. So I think nine and a half on a neutral court. Again, if Seton Hall has a lead late, they're not going to go for margin. They got to play again tomorrow with a win. So. Uh, I think Georgetown's been scrappy. They kind of claw back at the end of these games and get some of these backdoor covers. So they'll play to the end. I like Georgetown here.
1: Do you, Did you make a pick by chance in this conference who you think is going to win it all?
0: Nah, I I would just do Moneyline and roll it yeah. over if I liked anyone. I think I'm betting against them tonight, but I do think St. John's, if they get by tonight, can make a run. I know people have made a case for Marquette, but I didn't jump in. I didn't take anything.
1: All right, well, let's turn our attention to the ACC. Virginia Tech, five-point favorite against Clemson. Clemson just beat NC State. Any way you lean here?
0: Yeah. I like Virginia tech. Uh, These two teams played the end of the regular season and Virginia tech lost. But if you look uh, at the shot quality metrics, Virginia tech got good shots. Mike Young is a good coach uh, coming over from Wofford. He's a good tournament coach. He won that conference tournament five times, you know, went to the tournament five times. Uh, He creates good offense. He creates good looks. I I like this Virginia tech team. I think they're kind of live in the ACC tournament. So they need this game like blood to get in the tournament. They are firmly on the bubble here. So uh, I'll lay here with Vatek.
1: I love the Mike Young-Wofford reference because he and Steve Forbes, formerly of ETSU and the SoCon, had some good battles back in the day. So yeah. a fun one. Unfortunately, Forbes' squad, though, in Wake Forest, now out of the tournament. Any Ooh. other games, though, that you like tonight?
0: I like DePaul. DePaul's been an under-the-radar team. You know, not a sexy team. You look at them 15-15. and 15. They're only—only only Georgetown is worse than the Big East, but they're 20-10 and 10 against the spread. They've been kind of red-hot, sneaky here at the end of the season covering these numbers. Uh, again, this is an up and down game. I think we'll see a lot of points. But to me, this is like a one possession late kind of game. I think it's more of a coin flip. So uh, I'll gladly took. I took five. It's down to four and a half. There are fives out there. So uh, I would look for a five and, and take to Paul here.
1: All right. Well, let's stick with the hardwood. But in the association, we got a 12 game slate in the NBA. The biggest game. No doubt. We're talking Suns and heat. Um, do you have any lean on that one? I feel like the Suns have been a little out of whack lately without Devin Booker, but he's supposedly back tonight.
0: Yeah, it looks like Booker will be back. Suns played last night in Orlando, so second night of a back-to-back. Who knows uh, how much fun they had in Miami mm-hmm. last night, when they got in, that kind of thing. So for that reason, I'd probably lean towards the Heat, who are uh, usually pretty buttoned up. And uh, yeah, they're home, laying the four. Should be a good game. I'm not not crazy that this is a finals preview. I don't love Miami. I like Miami. Not crazy this is a finals preview. Both these teams are the one seeds in each uh, each conference right now. I would lean Miami, but didn't play it. I am fully immersed here in college basketball. So maybe I will <laughs> look at this one after, but I haven't played it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And I think some of the trends agree with just your initial thoughts there. The sun's one and five ATS, their last six, the heat won four straight at home, defeating teams by 12 and a half points per game, six and one ATS, their last seven. So a lot of those numbers back the thought process and backing the favorite. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Brooklyn though. Uh, I know you're all in on college basketball, but the Nets Finally ended that four game skid last night. Kyrie Irving had the 50 point night, the whole hurrah. Are the Nets back when KD and Kyrie are in the mix together?
0: They're going to be dangerous. They're going to get Simmons back at some point. You would think anytime you have Durant on the floor, you could beat anybody. They desperately, desperately needed that game last night because we talk about them. They're dangerous. You know, once they get this guy back, that guy back. Once this guy gets his vaccine situation, like at some point, you got to win a basketball game. They were like three and fifteen their last eighteen going on last night, so they desperately needed that. I'm not going to give them too much credit for beating a Hornets team. That's a game you have to win. Uh, the schedule gets a little bit more manageable coming up. After I think they'll lose tomorrow to Philly, but after that, you know, you get the Knicks, the Magic, so some winnable games. Uh, but they're going to be in the play-in. They're they're just they're too far behind to get into the main draw, even with Cleveland struggling. Cleveland has 27 losses as the six seed. Remember the six seed that's the line in the sand you need to get mm-hmm. to to avoid the play-in. Uh, Nets with 33 losses, you're not making up 6 losses here. We got what? 16 games left. That's just too many games to make up. So the Nets are going to be in the play-in. Now, the play-in gets lumped together like it's one big thing. The 7 and 8 is a big difference between 9 and 10. 9 and 10 is the double play-in where you got to win two games uh to get in. You got two chances, you got two games. 7 and 8, you got two chances to win one game. So big difference there. Goal now is to get the 8 seed, keep Durant healthy, get Simmons back at some point. So um, I don't know if I answer your question. I forget what your question is, <laughs> but they're they're, they're dangerous. They're, they're dangerous. We've
1: only got about 30 seconds with you, but you so glossed over the 76ers game tomorrow. And that's four yeah. and a half point dog. You said you think that they're going to lose, but what do you think that the environment is going to be like? And do they cover the spread?
0: I have to see a number that for this, my guess is the Sixers will be a small, like three or four point favorite. I would lean towards Philly. I mean, Harden and beat I mean, that's looked really impressive. I would lean towards, uh, I would actually lean towards the over because Philly, with those two is an offensive machine. Still some questions on defense. And the nets are kind of similar where they're oh, four and a half. Uh, there you go. Uh, I would lean towards an over here. I don't know if we have one yet, but whatever it is, I would probably look that way. I think it'll probably go up from what it what it opens at.
1: Well, you know, I'm the queen of awkward, and I just can't wait for all the hostility and awkwardness coming up tomorrow. Thank you so much, as always. Well, you're the best.
0: All right, bye, Stormy. Thanks.
1: That's Will Hill. Make sure you check him out on the New York City cast at not the Will Hill on Twitter. And again, you can download those podcast anywhere anytime listen on your own schedule really really great content from him and the Knicks been pretty good lately what do they do tonight we shall see when we come back more March Madness but we're talking football because the quarterbacks man it's crazy talking Denver
0: you're listening to my guys of the desert with Stormy
2: Bonantoni on v the sports betting network
1: Look your best and draft your best with the Just for Men March Basketball Series. Draft a winning lineup in two free-to-play contests for your shot at a share of $10,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash JFM now to join the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And we thought the madness was just for basketball. The NFL said, hey, not so fast. So with all the quarterback news, I decided why not dive into a way too early power ranking for MVP candidates we will start at five and go up to one number five for me Joe Burrow at 12 to one we all know the skill set the way he turned around This Cincinnati Bengals team became the f- fastest quarterback in NFL history number one pick to take a team to the Super Bowl. No telling what he can accomplish next, especially with Jamar Chase tow. they're only going to get better as a quarterback receiver duo. Number four, I put Justin Herbert here. I thought he was a dark horse considering the Chargers didn't make the playoffs, but apparently not. At 10 to 1 odds and just his second career season, had more than 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns, 15 picks, added another 302 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Just an exciting athletic quarterback with skies the limit potential. Threes where I placed Patty Mahone's enough said, even in a down year this past season through north of 4800 yards and 37 touchdowns 50 wins 13 losses as a career starter 151 touchdowns and 37 ints remains one of the, the most feared passers in the game I put Josh Allen this year's odds on favorite at two I love how he's proven the critics wrong since that 2018 draft won the AFC East title the last two years um, dangerous through the air dangerous with his legs as long as they don't lose to the Jags again this year you know I think he's got as legit a chance as any on a legit Super Bowl contending team. And number one, I'm sticking with the guy who's won it the last two years and a four-time MVP. Aaron Rodgers at plus 800. Statistically, just been on another level the last handful plus years. He's so good at what he does. He's been able to overcome so many deficits on that team, specifically defense and special teams. Uh, Too bad they can't beat the 49ers. That guy, I don't feel that bad about it. Um, But that's why he's my number one. No Russell Wilson, as you may have noticed. uh, Despite him being on the top five in odds makers minds with the way that he's skyrocketed up those boards we'll see if our guest Ryan O'Halloran agrees or disagrees Ryan the Broncos beat writer for the Denver Post covered the NFL for a long time welcome in thank you so much for taking the time
3: good to join you today
1: I won't throw you straight into the fire and ask if Russell Wilson is an MVP candidate to you just yet but first off what was your initial reaction to the move yesterday
3: well you have to you know, hat tip the Broncos and General Manager George Payton. Uh, this is an arms race in the AFC West with Herbert, Carr, and obviously Mahomes leading the way. Scoring 20 points a game does not cut it. Winning 17-14 and leaning on your running game and defense does not cut it in this division. So, they took a big swing. I think they were in parallel talks of interest with Rogers and Wilson. When uh, and, and obviously Wilson is a good addition. Costs them a lot. You got to give a lot to get a lot.
1: Uh, I was laughing looking at your Twitter because it felt very similar to Jerry Judy's reaction. He had the grumpy face when Rodgers was re-signed. You said rats and then turn around as soon as this deal is done. You're like, hello. And he says, oh, we lit. Is that basically the general reaction you got from fans as well? Or is there a little bit of hostility potentially toward Rodgers for a a certain Super Bowl that shall not be named?
3: No. uh, You know, it's. It was, uh, Jerry Judy, it was good to know that he was as, uh, in the dark as the rest of us were on this. and He he wasn't uh, plugged into the personnel moves, but uh, I think it was, I think if you had to pull Bronco fans, they probably preferred Wilson over Rogers because he's younger. Okay. And let's face it, uh, you know, some people are turned off by Aaron Rodgers' drama. And, uh, you know, the Broncos gave up the package of pick some players they did for Russell, thinking he'll be a five, six, seven year guy. Whereas if they would have acquired Aaron Rodgers, likely for the, some of the same draft picks two years, maybe, maybe three. So um, I think the Broncos fans are sick of watching bad, boring football. And, uh, you know, yesterday was, uh, was a B12 shot to the organization.
1: No doubt. I was curious just as for the deal itself and what was given up, was it too much or was it like you said, off the top, just a had to be done type of a move.
3: Yeah. It had to be done. Cause I think another team would have at that price, um, it w- what surprised me was that they were able to just give up two ones. But I will say, no offense, former first round pick could count as that third first round draft pick. Drew Locke was not going to play here. Uh, Shelby Harris is a veteran guy with two years left on his deal. They could, you know, they have to address defensive line with him gone. And but Noah offense is a is a big big asset to give up. He led the team in catches last year, and I think he would have thrived with Russell Wilson as his quarterback. And but you have to uh, in addition to the picks you. You know, you had to give up a premium player for Wilson. The good part for Russell is he comes here and his receiver group is intact.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, no doubt. And a defensive core as a whole that's young, that looks like the future is bright there as well. And it seems like the quarterback position has been the big thing that's just really been missing for this squad. Their odds in terms of the Super Bowl title have shortened a significant amount with Russell Wilson being added to this group up to 12 to 1 now. Are they a legit Super Bowl contender now?
3: Yeah, that surprised me yesterday. i got to be honest with you. With fifth or sixth betting choice, I think, uh, among the favorites for the Super Bowl. Uh, that's a big jump and Yeah, this is a division that they, they were not competitive in last year, except for one game where the Chargers decide to charge her a little bit. Uh, so uh, I think they're definitely a playoff contender. You know, they could win 11, 12 games and still be the fifth seed because Kansas City uh, is at the top of the division until somebody knocks them off. So uh, Super Bowl contender, I mean, probably – I wouldn't go that far yet, right. but they're definitely in the mix for the, for the division and, and getting a solid seating.
1: Well, that's the perfect way to go because you mentioned the Chiefs there in the AFC. That division is stacked now, particularly at the quarterback position. Where does he rank for you among the quarterbacks in the AFC West?
3: Yeah, I, 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 had, a, I had my list in mind. I ran it by two NFL executives yesterday, and we all agreed is Mahomes number one, no question. Herbert, number two, because he's younger than Wilson, three, Carr, four. But as one executive told me, hey, that being said, those four are in the top 12 of the league. That's that's how stacked this division is at the game's most support position. So, you know, even if Russell Wilson maybe ranks third in the division on quarterbacks, I think he pushes the Broncos to second among the teams in the AFC West.
1: Interesting, interesting point. And such a big conversation topic this year in general with regards to quarterbacks. If you don't have one, you don't have anything, right? Like, look at what happened with the Tennessee Titans in the postseason and not getting to make a Super Bowl run because of the way Ryan Tannehill performed late. The Colts and not making the postseason season because of some Carson Wentz issues which obviously Carson Wentz is moving on now With we've seen the news today and that largely because Russell Wilson did not take the deal with the commanders what was your thought as all of this has kind of come down a trickle down effect from the Rogers deal
3: yeah and, I mean the demand so far outreaches the supply and it goes back to the draft of this year there's simply not a top 10 or even top 15 caliber quarterback And teams who are drafting those spots saying, okay, do you really reach for Kenny Pickett? Can Malik Willis play right away? The answers are turning out to be no. So therefore these teams are are, are really scrambling to find the veterans. Pittsburgh still is is, is uncertain. Carolina, uh, Indianapolis now. Uh, Where does Jimmy Garoppolo end up? Does he end up going to the Colts? So I think, you know, Russell Wilson and and, and Aaron Rodgers were the two biggest chess pieces, but I think there are still a lot of things to happen at that position around the league.
1: Well, and yeah, so you said the the team's looking, and you mentioned Garoppolo specifically, but who's the next best available quarterback? Is it Garoppolo? Is it somebody going for a Kirk Cousins? What do you think?
3: I think Cousins stays put uh, because the Vikings don't want to join the group of teams we just talked about and saying, Mm -hmm. okay, now what? You know, like, like Cousins play out his contract, has got one year left. Um, I think Marcus Mariota maybe finds a starting job. The legend of Mitch Trubisky continues to grow. That was yeah. one of the major storylines of the combine, which showed you, you cannot not play and then get a $10 million deal somewhere. So it's interesting to see where he ends up at Trubisky, Mariota, Garoppolo. You know, next week we'll get clarity on Mariota and Trubisky because they're free agents. Well, Jimmy, you have to wait a while because of the shoulder surgery that he had earlier this week. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, some more big news coming down from the Broncos potentially was a former player in Von Miller taken to his Instagram, posted a picture of him and Russell Wilson uh, with the caption. So what's next? Any potential that he gets lured back to the place he won a Super Bowl?
3: I I think it's more him wanting to come back at this point. I I, I don't think it works out. And that's maybe an unpopular opinion. You, know, you have a new coach with Nate Hack and a new quarterback, Russell Wilson, trying to create a new culture after six years out of the playoffs. Uh, don't revisit the past. Uh, so I would maybe go after a younger rusher in free agency, and I do think that has, that has to be their number one priority with, the, with their cap space. You know, Von Miller's social media blitz, I uh, think it started Monday. Two things came to mind. One was a cynical view, Von being Von. The second view was more practical. He wasn't happy with the way talks were going with the L.A. Rams. Um, you know, he sort of has hinted, hey, I want to stay, but, you know, Vaughn has made a lot of money in this league, so I like, he's got the decision to make. Does he, does, he, does he really want to reunite with the Broncos? Does he want to make another Super Bowl run with the Rams? You know, he may have some other options as well.
1: We only have about 20 or 30 seconds left with you, but I did want to ask real quickly if there was any stock to the Tyler Lockett potential rumors.
3: Yeah, I, I think the one position that the Broncos are set at is that is that receiver with Sutton, Judy, Patrick, and Hamler. Uh, and Lockett would cost some of them and maybe some more picks the Broncos don't have. So I, w- I would steer away from Tyler Lockett.
1: All right. Thank you so much for the insight, Ryan. Really appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much. That's Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post. When we come back, my final picks of the evening. And Aaron Moore comes with us. We're talking college hoops to wrap things up.
3: Hi Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bon Tony on VSIN,
2: the
0: Sports betting Network.
1: Stormy, Bonnie, Tony with you as we wrap things up here on My Guys in the Desert. Remember, those of us here at v are with you all day, every day, to helping you belt bet the madness this year. We've got 24 7 streaming, daily best bets emails, and our tournament betting guide, which includes advice, data, and strategy for just $19. So whether you're filling out a bracket, you're betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every single game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Eumanns, Jonathan Von Tobel, and our guy Tim Murray. They've got the insights to every key team conference player to watch from the favorites to those potential Cinderella stories we love so much sign up today get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for just $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness time for my final picks of the evening and taken by stormy I got an NHL total right yesterday for the first time what feels like an eternity and we're going to try to let it ride today with Montreal taken on Vancouver I've got the over six goals here I know it's a high number considering there their last meeting was a 2-1 final back in November but both teams have been scoring lately. Vancouver, four or more goals in seven of their last eight games. Eight straight game overs. Eleven of their last 12 have hit or exceeded six goal totals. Similarly, Montreal, a different team over the last three weeks. They've scored three or more goals in seven of their last eight and hit over six in three straight. That's who I like in the nightcap and UMBC minus three and a half against Hartford in the America East semifinals. I see a lot of people back in the dog here and I get it. Hartford does have a solid ATS track record but UMBC beat them by four the first meeting, beat them by six a couple weeks ago, Uh, and they come into this game on a four-game win streak, winning five of their last six, covering in five of six as well, Um, including that win in the quarterfinals. Their only loss over that stretch has been to Vermont, who I do think is going to win that tournament, but give me UMBC tonight. I love the Retrievers, and last one here, San Diego State, SDSU Aztecs fight, baby, plus 335 here at Circa to win the Mountain West Conference Tournament. You guys know I also like UNLV, Uh, but I'm surprised a little bit that SDSU hasn't been talked about very much to win the tournament. They are one of the best defensive teams in the country. They've got a guy in Matt Bradley that has the potential to take over a game and I like their draw on their side of the conference tournament as well. In the quarters they're going to face either San Jose State or Fresno State. Teams that the Aztecs swept in the regular season they will likely face Colorado State in the semis. So they did lose by 1-2 at altitude which is where they struggle. Beat them by 30 at their place and then it just comes down to the title tilt. Boise State of course they did lose too but they were both really tight competitive matchups. They they beat Wyoming. They beat UNLV if that's ultimately who comes out. So give me the Aztecs, baby. We're all in on college hoops all the time, as you know. So we're going to continue that conversation as we bring in VEASAN's own. Aaron Moore does great work for Point Spread Weekly. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to start getting all that content, the daily emails. Aaron, how's the madness treating you, my friend?
2: Uh, the Madness is treating me very well, Stormy. It is a great time of year to be able to watch on television, follow online, the big conferences, the small conferences. I think this is one of the main areas for those who are into betting college basketball. There's so many options. There's teams you've never heard of. They're on television. Those games are there to be bet. And then there's the big guys as well. So there's a lot of options for betters this time of year
1: no doubt and so many fun games already whether it's insane buzzer beaters or long shots winning conference tournaments and getting auto bids brawls and stands like we can't get enough all really interesting things but something i love talking to you about because like me you do hone in on some of those smaller conferences um conference usa i know is one that you and i have talked about in the past and it felt like throughout all of the regular season it was kind of north texas and uab a two-horse race is that the race that you see in the tournament as well what's your feel for the conference usa
2: Absolutely. It is a two-team race between UAB and North Texas. And I think when you handicap this tournament, UAB gets the bottom half of the bracket. They're the number two seed. And I think that's advantageous for UAB. It's better to be at the bottom half of the bracket for them. I think North Texas has a harder trip to the tournament final. And that trip you would think is gonna be North Texas in UAB, but I think North Texas really has an option of losing that game to Western Kentucky in the semifinals. Or okay. that would yeah, semifinals. Yep.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be a fun conference, no doubt, to to keep an eye on. But UAB has been stellar throughout the season. I can certainly see them ending out ending up on top. Are there any other maybe under the radar leagues that you think better should be aware of? They're still available to get a number on.
2: Absolutely. The one, it's my area here in New Jersey, Philadelphia area, the MAC tournament. And I think this is one of the best values on the board right now. At DraftKings, you can get Iona at plus 115 to win that tournament. They're the top seed, they're the best team. And one of the things that I'm going to include in my handicapping of Iona, and I think, Stormy, you've probably seen it in games you've covered, when Rick Patino the Iona coach walks onto the court all eyes go on to him mm-hmm. the other team the other coaches the officials there's this cachet that Rick Petino has so when you look at the gales going into the mac tournament you have the best team the best coach it's going to be played in Atlantic City. There's going to be very few people there. It's going to be the Rick Pitino show. So I like the idea of what Patino brings as well as a very talented Iona squad.
1: No, that's really great perspective. And I think he kind of took the words out of my mouth a little bit when it comes to Patino and the way that he has reacted to. There are so many games going on on the card today in action right now. Do you have any action live uh, for the slate either right now or into the evening?
2: This this evening, I do have a Conference USA game, and I like Charlotte giving two and a half to Rice. I think Charlotte has been a very quiet team. They're not going to be up there with UNT and UAB to win Conference USA, but I sure like them against Rice. They're giving two and a half.
1: Really, really good stuff there. Now, you wrote in Point Spread Weekly this week um, about some potential roadblocks for some of those bigger teams. The NCAA contenders took a deep dive into Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, Baylor, Duke, et cetera. So you're analyzing these teams um, that beat them this year, what they have in common, and which teams can capitalize on it. Um, A really interesting Mm -hmm. breakdown for those of you that get Point Spread Weekly. If you don't, make sure you go to vcin.com slash subscribe. But what were some of your biggest takeaways when it comes to roadblocks of those major teams?
2: So it all starts with talking about Gonzaga and you look at Gonzaga's three losses this year, Duke, St. Mary's, Alabama, the Alabama game, Alabama was just crazy from the outside. They were making shots. They were playing at a good speed. Duke can beat anybody. So for me, the game to look at is St. Mary's and you think about the game last night, St. Mary's kept it close and the way to beat Gonzaga is to make those big guys, Holgram and Timmy, run 94 feet every possession. You look and you see how many times Holgram will shoot that outside shot on the perimeter and he'll go foul line to foul line. Timmy doesn't have to always go block to block. The St. Mary's big men and the way Randy Bennett's team plays a very grind out possession it forces those guys to run. It forces them to play at a higher physical level than an open game would. And I think if you're looking at teams that can beat Gonzaga, you really want height and you really want the ability to slow down the
0: game.
1: Well, Gonzaga, of course, the shortest shot to win this year's NCAA championship. As you were going through that research, was it Gonzaga or who was the team to you you felt had the fewest roadblocks to ultimately win it all this year?
2: And the fewest roadblocks, and it's one of my plays, is, is Kentucky, even though they're not going to be the number one seed, might even be a two seed. But if you look at Kentucky, and one of the things that I was most impressed with, they have the ability to win a game in the 60s they have ability to win a game in the 70s anything above get into the 80s if you look at once again gonzaga st marys if you can find a way to grind and make gonzaga play in the 60s you have a chance kentucky on the other hand with shebway he can grind they don't always have to play fast so i like what kentucky offers fast and slow i think gonzaga's best chances are playing fast
1: Okay, so Kentucky, you said, is your pick. Are there any long shots that did intrigue you on the board for this year?
2: The the long shots are are interesting, and it's one of the things I pointed out in the article, is the college basketball Final four is usually going to have favorites and one or two of these nice conversation piece, these so-called Cinderella's. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, ultimately, it's going to go to one of those top teams. It just happens every year, 2014, UConn being that outlier. But if I had to look at the odds board right now and pick one of those long shots and maybe have a ticket in hand for hedging purposes, Tennessee at 35 to one, nothing wrong with getting that because that team with that grinding style can be a lot of different styles. So from a long shot standpoint, I have no problem taking Tennessee.
1: Aaron, excellent, excellent insight today. We appreciate you more than you know. Thanks for doing this.
2: Thanks, Stormy. Good luck to you.
1: Thank you. You as well. Uh, Remember, Charlotte tonight, he says... All in on Conference USA. Really good stuff. Um, That's Aaron Moore again, v contributor. Check him out at Point Spread Weekly. You can get it all at v slash subscribe as well as our Hoop Madness Guide. Um, That's a wrap on today's My Guys in the Desert. What a fun show, though. We covered covered so much. I need this show to be extended. Only an hour is not enough to get into all those things that we want to get into. Fortunately, you have Danny Burke and Rush Hour on the other side breaking down even more action. Keep it locked right here. This is v the Sports Betting Network.